Hey guys, I have another episode for you this week that was recorded live on Fireside. So no editing. This is a live show. If you want to listen to me record some of these live, download the Fireside app and join the live audience. So this is a part two. Jenna Lee Rude was on the podcast um, about a month or two ago on episode 94. And she's the CEO of Raised on Plants. And she talked about being 42 weeks and getting kicked out of the birth center because they had a cutoff. If you got to 42 weeks, you had to go birth at a hospital. So that's a really interesting birth story. And that's episode 94. So I would start there. This is part two, her second baby. And so during the time between baby one and baby two, the birth center got shut down. And she knew that she would likely gestate for a long time. So she decided to birth with midwives at a hospital. I was dying to know if she went all the way to 42 plus weeks again and how it went down. And all I got was a little hint on the birth went really fast and the midwife may or may not have made it. Let's find out. What does a contraction feel like? How do I know if I'm in labor? And what does the day of labor look like? Wait. Is this normal? Hey, I'm Heidi. My best friends call me Hides. I'm a certified birth doula, host of this podcast, and author of Birth Story, an interactive pregnancy guidebook. I have supported hundreds of women through their labor and deliveries, and I believe every one of them and you deserves a microphone and a stage. So here we are. Listen each week to get answers to these tough questions birth story, where we talk about pregnancy, labor, deliveries, where we tell our stories and share our feelings. And of course, chat about our favorite baby products and motherhood. And because I'm passionate about birth outcomes, you will hear from some of the top experts in labor and delivery. Whether you are pregnant, trying desperately to get pregnant, or you just love a good birth story, I hope you will stick around and be part of this birth story family. Hey, Jenna, can you hear me? Hey, Heidi. Yes, I can. Oh my gosh. Yay. All right. I'm going to cut out this wonderful weight pot music and we'll get started. All right, weight bot, you're getting muted. Isn't that fun? Round of applause. So fun. I love it. <laughs> Hi, Jenna. Welcome back to the Birth Story Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm so, so glad to be back. I feel like we were just chatting recently, so it hasn't been too long. I love it. Do you want to be on video? Sure. Yeah. Tell me how okay. to do this. I'm going to invite you because I feel like I've learned how to um, do it myself. So I'm going to invite you to video mode and then I will turn on my video. Um, as usual, I'm in my closet, in my, in my pajamas. And as usual, you look adorable, like you're camera ready always. I like it. Definitely not always camera ready. We just had a Christmas party. So I'm, I am, I'm here, here for it. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I've, you know, have makeup on anyways. 
Well, I can't, I've just, I've been waiting with like literally bated breath. I'm like, I have to hear this story. I know very little. I've avoided all of your stories. I don't even know what you put online because I just was like, I need this to be authentic. I have heard a little bit of rumors and like the title of this is like, did the midwife make it? You know, we don't know. So for those of you guys tuning in, Jenna and I had a long heart to heart about Jenna, who she is our businesses, like her business, all back on episode 94 and her first birth, which was a transfer from the birth center when she gets kicked out at 42 weeks. So if you have not listened to episode 40, 94, yeah, 94, and you are listening to this not live, clearly, but on the podcast player later on, then I want you to um, start there and then come back to this episode. But birth story audience, we are live on Fireside. So don't say any bad words, Jenna. I keep saying bad words. And then I'm like, maybe you're not allowed to do that on an <laughs> app. I'm not really sure. So, <laughs> so we're live. Here we go. Now we left off, Jenna. The last thing we did is I doulaed you. And we did your vision for what type of birth you are looking for. So we're just going to pick up right there. How did you know you were in labor? How far did you go this time? <laughs> I went to 42 weeks again, um, <laughs> which was awesome. I was so much more prepared for it this time. Oh my gosh. Mentally, I was just like, people, you know, people kept asking me like, oh, you must be so tired of this. You must be, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm Everything is great. And um, I think I was just had so much peace about it this time, um, which I know only comes with having a great team around you of people that have built you up to that place, you included, Heidi, um, and so many, you know, other women that I know in my life who have carried their babies longer. And um, so I had that confidence this time, which was awesome. Also had the support of my midwives um, and were just fantastic. So I didn't have the same kind of pressure that I had last time of, you know, induction and all this stuff. Cause they knew, they knew, you know, my wishes with that, wanting to make sure I went into labor naturally if, if it was possible to do that. Um, so, and we know your history. We know you just ate to 42 weeks, yeah. Yeah. right? Like that's who Jenna is. You make healthy, amazing babies and you keep them in for as long as possible. Yeah. Now, did you go to 420, 421, 42? Uh, How yeah, close to you? It was 420. Yeah. 420. Right there on the dot. Leah, my my daughter was 42 and 1. So, but that was with a water breaking induction moment. So who knows? Might have carried yeah. it <laughs> Had you had any vaginal exams for your pregnancy? None. Okay. No. Um, and loved that this time. Cause I just was like in total trust mode of my body. And I, I didn't get into that mental place of like, Oh, I might be going soon or might, might not. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. And, um, I cleaned out the pantry <laughs> that morning, um, was like on my hands and knees, totally like lifting, you know, heavy bags of rice and, you know, we eat really healthy. So quinoa and flawless beans and all kinds of stuff. Um, and my husband thought I'd lost my mind. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, oh, I just need to clean this pantry out. And um, and I started feeling back pain, you know, which I did not have any back pain, back labor 
with my first daughter. So I just thought, oh, I'm just hurting my back, cleaning out the pantry. Like I was kind of annoyed. I was like, oh, I need to finish doing this. I thought it was from dance, you know, I probably overdid it at the studio because um, I'm a dance teacher. And so, um, but as I kind of went through my morning, I had, a, had one that I had to breathe through, like a moment where I was like, my back hurts and I had to stop. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this might be more than, more than just a little back pain. Um, but yeah, I still didn't think I was in labor. I was in total denial because I was c- totally convinced that it was going to happen at night based off of everything, you know, I had heard from most second time mamas and it was like 10 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, no, this can't be happening. Or nap time. We always <laughs> say like at night or nap yes. time. Yes. So, okay. So I'm trying to like frame up a picture for myself. So you're like in the kitchen, you've gotten to 42 weeks, like in your mind, were you going to 43 weeks? I I had said, um, let's see, it was Sunday that, that this all went down. Um, I had said Tuesday was my, like in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have this baby on Tuesday. So I, I wasn't thinking, I was like, it's going to happen on Tuesday, you know, which would have been very late, late quote unquote, you know, according to whatever that means, um, due date and everything, you know, (laughs) um, so I was pretty confident that I had the weekend to finish out and hence why I was in denial when it was happening. And, um, I didn't tell my husband, um, when I first started, you know, feeling that, that, that pain that I thought, Oh, this could be more than just a little bit of, you know, something small. And we went on a walk to the playground in our neighborhood, like a smart mom that I was, um, was like, sure, let's take the three-year-old to the playground. Um, and as we were going, I started feeling them kind of more waving, you know, coming in yeah. waves and, um, and more than just like, okay, you know, that kind of felt like something It was like that, that is something that was that moment. Um, yeah. and I find, when so did I, you tell him? I, that's when I told him, I was like, okay. can you pull out your app and start timing these, please? He, and then of course, if you know my husband, he was like, wait, what, what, what's happening? <laughs> I freaked out. Um, and he's like, let's go back. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, let's not go back. Let's just, let's just finish this playground moment. And, um, Leah started to sense something was up, uh, my three-year-old. And so naturally she wanted mommy to carry her home. Um, once we decided it was time to go home. So I carried my three-year-old, um, cause she would not walk and would not get in the stroller and just wanted me to hug her, um, all the way back to her house, which I don't even know how far it felt far when I was in labor. That's carrying. one way to progress labor, Jenna. Jeez. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was great. And it was honestly kind of sweet. Cause I, I knew, and I knew right then that was like my last moment was just, you know, just her, um, we're having another little, had another little girl and, so it just was that last, like, I got to hug her the whole way home, even though I was, like, sweating. <laughs> like, definitely <laughs> not an ideal situation. Um, but it was, it kind of was meant to be, I feel like. So with your husband timing them, how, yeah. like, uh, how far apart do you think they were when they kind of were coming in waves for the first time? They were far apart. They were 12, 13, maybe 14 minutes apart. Um, okay. And and not like, still, I wasn't convinced. I, I kept telling him, this is not it. I'm fine. Like, he's like calling my mom. He's like getting everyone, you know, come to the house. Like Jen's in labor. I'm like, stop calling everyone. <laughs> like I was mad. I was mad at him for, for just like, you know, doing what he should have done, which was great. Um, and then we got home and, and got some lunch. I was like, I need to eat, you know, something if this really is it so I can keep my energy up. And 
um, as I was laying there, I laid on the couch, kind of lounging on the couch eating. And I was like, I'll see if I can get them to stop by laying down. And as I was laying down, they got more and more intense still. So I was like, okay, we need to go to the hospital. <laughs> it's, it's time. Okay. Yeah. So you have the bags packed, I'm assuming, and everything like ready to go lined up, like everything in line for Leah. Yes. Yes. We had so- everything. It was, it was, all we had to do was just like grab some fresh food, you know, fresh fruit and stuff we wanted to take with us and throw it in the car. And it was honestly great. Cause I got to say like a real bye to, goodbye to her. And I knew she was great with my mom and she was about to take a nap. And I think back to what you said, Heidi, at the beginning, I think I honestly had more peace with that story than just the like middle of the, the night leaving her knowing she's going to wake up and be like, where's mom and dad? Like, where did they go? Um, yeah. So in a way, I, I it all makes sense now, like why it happened time-wise with that timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that. I mean, those followers of mine know I had a scheduled induction with my second because I gestated to 43 weeks and I was like, I'm not doing that again. So I scheduled it, but I scheduled it during the day so that I could say, spend that last night with my first and then go in. And then I was like determined to birth him during the day so that the next morning I could wake up and have both my boys together. So that's the motivation right there. That's it's like, I I thought honestly, this time I was like, get this baby out because I knew, I knew the faster I got her out, the quicker I could go home and see my other, my other daughter. Yeah. Okay. So 10 o'clock in the morning ish, everything starts, you go to the park. What time is it when you're heading to the hospital? Um, it was, I think it was right at, right around noon that we right around noon. Okay. So pretty fast. So it went from pretty fast from like, I'm crawling on the floor in the kitchen to the park, to the laying down to like, we need to go to the hospital. Okay. That unfolded in just a few hours. It it happened quickly. Yes. And the drive to the hospital was so much calmer than I envisioned it. Um, we were laughing and talking and of course I, I kept, you know, having contractions every once in a while, but they were not too intense for me to feel like I wanted to just, you know, get out of the car as quickly as possible. Um, we even stopped and grabbed some fresh, you know, food at the grocery store. Jake wanted some, forget what he wanted. I wanted blueberries or something. I was like, you know, wanting something fresh to keep with us at the hospital. And, um, so we stopped on the way and then got there and, um, was able to like check myself in, you know, it just, in my head, I was nervous about that part, knowing how fast I went with, my first daughter with Leah. And so I was so happy to actually be able to like talk to the the nurses and like be, be present in that, you know, kind of check-in process. Okay. Um, what room were you in? What room was, oh, I don't remember. You know? Okay. <laughs> I was trying to envision it because I know where you were birthing. So I'm like, I'm yes. trying to envision it. Okay. So you get there and you get checked in and, um, the midwife is on hopefully that you love and all of that. I know who it was. So I'm like, I know I love her. So I know that she's on. I do love her. And what's funny is I never had met her until that day. Really? Yeah. For some reason. She adorable. I know we didn't get, um, our paths didn't cross during all those, um, appointments. And so, um, but I, that did not bother me one bit because I just love the team that I was with. I was like, I know anyone, you know, in that team is on the same page and it just took a quick interaction with us. Like she was like, tell me more about your, <laughs> your birth plan and everything. Cause I know we haven't like gotten to know each other. And I was like, I started to try and explain it. And then I was like, 
home birth just here. And she was like, oh, got it. Okay. Got it. I'm on Perfect. it. Perfect. That's <laughs> um, a great way to describe your vision. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was beautiful, but we, I, so I was in triage um, first and um, they of course, you know, have you lay down and hook you up to the monitors. And as soon as I laid down, my contractions stopped. Um, and the nurse who was helping me checked me for the first time, my whole pregnancy and said I was a stretchy four. Um, and that probably I would just lay there for the next two or three hours and they'd check me again and see, you know, if I had progressed into active labor and, um, and I just started laughing. Cause I was like, Oh, like this baby's going to be here, you know, before then. Yeah. <laughs> like I just knew. Like um, your, your body's taking a rest right now. Like you're catching me in the lull, you yeah. know? So yeah. I love that you just laughed about it. So I you're think- in, it, I mean, can we just laugh about being in triage at 42 weeks gestation? Like, <laughs> give the girl a labor room. Like, you're not sending her home at 42 weeks, presumably. We were convinced that they were just, they didn't have enough rooms, and that's what was happening, um, which was I'm sure, awful, you know. Um, but I, I asked her, I said, could I, could I stand up? you know, and she, she, she looked at me like no one had ever asked her that before in her life, um, which was funny, but I was like very, you know, adamant about it. I, I, I said, I, my contractions aren't going to keep progressing if I lay down like this. And, um, and so she let me, and she's like, yeah, of course, like, sure. Stand up and make sure the monitors are still on. And so of course, as soon as she leaves, I'm doing squats and trying to, you know, and this, the contractions pick up again and midwife comes in and, um, she was awesome and just, you know, chatting about everything we said before. Um, but again, did not want to send us home cause she had learned about our previous birth story. And, um, so we went for a walk. Um, she took me off the monitors. We went for a walk around the hospital. It was actually a beautiful day. I was that 42 week pregnant person walking around uptown Charlotte, having contractions on, on cars and random poles and things. Um, so, um, making a scene, um, as per usual, but after about three or four contractions, they started getting to the point where my husband was like, we're going back. Like, this is why are we out here? Um, we're going to have this baby on the sidewalk. So So when you first said go for a walk, I thought you meant like the hallways of the hospital. No. But they were literally like, just go walk around outside and try to progress your labor a little bit more and then come back. Yeah. They were not convinced that I was in active labor yet. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I think maybe just because I was still four and wasn't really showing, like I was working through contractions, but maybe I wasn't being dramatic enough or something. I'm not sure. You're probably Uh, just more controlled than most. And honestly, active labor is like at six centimeters. So dilation wise, you kind of hadn't fit that criteria yet. But I mean, at the end of the day, Jenna, you much rather have been walking around like than laying down in a hospital. Like we always say, if you're in the hospital, they got to do stuff, you know, have a job to do. So if you're walking around, then it's just you and nature, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really honestly great. And, um, and then the funny part was when we came back into the room, knowing things were moving quicker, we could not get someone to come in there for the life of us. I mean, my husband was saying everything he could think of into that microphone, you know, it was like, Hey, we're ready for someone to come check her again. And then no one, you know, 10 minutes later, it was like, all right, there's, I think he said, 
she's ooing and eyeing a lot now. <laughs> like, please come in. <laughs> um, and so it, it, it took, it was probably 45 minutes before someone was able to come help us. And I do think this is just the time we're in right now. It's just like, everyone's just so short staffed, um, unfortunately. And so I was very grateful for all the just training I had done mentally for myself and just knowing my body and knowing what was going on. Cause I think more than now than ever, it's so important for women to feel confident in their own, you know, in, in yourself, like, okay, I don't need anyone to come, you know, necessarily. Cause you never know your story. You might not be able to get someone right away. Um, if you're, you know, progressing at that point. And that's, that's what, what happened. It was probably 45 minutes before the nurse came back in to the room. Okay. So at this point, what are you doing to cope? Like, I know that you mentioned in our previous episode, like Jake is your person, like that's who you just need to touch, hold, lean on. So what were you guys doing to work through each surge? This was a whole different story because it was back labor for the first time. So I, we were like YouTubing, um, you know, the, the hip, what do you call it? The pelvis, um, double hip squeeze, hip squeeze, double hip squeeze. Like I'm like, okay, look at what she's doing. Like try that this time. Like we were just playing around and trying to figure out what would provide a little bit of relief. And I think he was glad he had something to do this time. Like actually something that would help. Um, so every time I had a contraction, in there, I would do that. And I, would, I had my, my ball, my exercise ball, birth ball with me. So I was on that a lot. Um, I found that I wanted to like lean forward a lot more this time than last time I was wanted to be more like upright. This time I was like wanting to just like release my upper body forward. Yeah. Um, that's your body. That's spinning babies. One-on-one that's your body naturally trying to flip an OP baby occiput posterior facing you know, towards the front rather than your tailbone. And it gives more space in your pelvis for her to rotate. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, maybe that's what was going on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was wanting to go forward a lot, but in my head at that point, I was starting to get a, a little frustrated, a little nervous because I had not been COVID tested yet. I had not done the blood draw had not done the things that you have to do in hospital setting, um, to get officially checked in. And I knew I was moving, like my body was moving quickly with this. Okay. Um, so finally this angel nurse, Abby came in the room and I just, I knew she was sent from heaven. Um, and I'm just so grateful for her. And, um, literally she, um, came in, took one look at me and took me took me away and um, took me to the labor and delivery room and just started making it happen. She just knew. I think she just knew like this girl. Oh, pause. You were still in triage? Yes. Again? Oh God. I thought you like went to triage, went for a walk and then came back to a labor and delivery room. No, we still were not. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you, Abby. This is amazing. Okay. So you, you get to a room. We get to a room. It was amazing. And Jake. And you guys are vocalizing. So when Jake's pushing the button the whole time, that's in triage. That's in triage. Yeah. We're not even. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're not even in the room. Um, You're like, hey, we're going to have a baby in triage, (laughs) y'all. Honestly, I didn't. I was like, I don't. I'm fine. Like, I just need to know where you want me to have this baby. Like, if do you want me to want the hallway? Do you want, like, where do you want it? Um, so <laughs> that, that I honest, honest to God, that was my mindset this time. I was so it was 
it was the weirdest thing and not weirdest. Cause I, I feel like mentally I prepared to get to this point, but I, I truly felt so confident in my body's ability to do, to do it, to do this. Yeah. I, I was not the least bit concerned about people being there, or not being there, which is ironic when you hear the rest of the story. Um, but we, we just, yeah, we were just like, okay, just tell us where to go and kind of going with the flow and honestly did not feel very stressed this time. Um, but she helped us move things along quicker. So we're now in the labor and delivery room. And, um, the problem was every time I had a contraction, I leaned forward. Like I was telling you, like just could not control what my body wanted to do. And so it would knock off the monitor. Um, of course. And they were trying to get that 20 minutes of fetal monitoring so they could take me off of it. Um, so beautiful midwife came in again and helped the situation. She just kind of took a look at what they had gotten and just saved the day. She was like, she is very far along. Like, let's just take her baby's great. Let's take her off the monitor and um, let her do her thing. Yeah. Let her do her thing. And I was just so grateful. I was like, thank you for standing the way that women's bodies work and, um, and just what I needed in that moment, you know? Yeah. Did she do a cervical exam again? She, she did. I was so hesitant. I didn't, I didn't want to know. Cause I, I knew it was moving quick, but I was not sure. And she checked me. She said I was, I was an eight. Um, okay. Well, you I are had, moving quick. Yeah. It moved pretty quick. Cause it, it was maybe two hours from like during that whole kind of transition moment. So it was, and she was like, good job, girl. <laughs> like, okay. And then she's ironically, she was like, okay, I'll be back in about two, three hours to check you again or to see how you're doing. Um, Cause I know that's probably normal, you know, for most stories. And I mean, not really for a second time. Yeah. It's for a second time, mom at 42, who has a history of fast labors, I wouldn't have, as your doula, I wouldn't have thought that it would have taken much longer if you were already eight centimeters, but I'm not, you're, I'm going off of like date, like a chart right now. You, if you are still chatting and talking and not acting like transitioning, like shaking, vomiting, grunty, then, you know, maybe your baby still had some time to come rotate and come down. And I was still in control and in my mind, I was in control of the contractions. I mean, I was, I was vocalizing and working through them for sure. Um, but especially once they got me off the monitors, I was so excited to actually do what my body was telling me to do. So I got on the bed and leaned forward into, um, like a child's pose, um, and just let my whole upper body relax and just really tried to just just let every muscle just relax and just like let that contraction come and just like really breathe into it. And I, I was so excited because I, I, I got to that place where I felt it, it was happening, but I was, I was comfortable. I was not yeah. feeling that same intensity. I was just, I mean, I, I kept looking at Jake. I was like, I could stay here forever. And then, you know, then the, the, you know, um, logical brain kicks in and I'm like, get up, Jenna, get up. Like, this is, you're too comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get up and make, make this happen faster. Um, because again, I was like, why delay the inevitable? Let's just get this baby out. Um, yeah. I always tell my clients, I'm like, you that are unmedicated. I'm like, we can lay down, take a nap for 30 minutes, like at eight or nine or 10. And I'm like, but then like, we need to get up and move your body. 
yeah, yeah, we got to get, you know, the rest of the way. And I I knew as soon as I, I knew as soon as I got up, I was going to, it was going to come back that, that crazy intensity I was feeling before. And so I was having to give myself a mental pep talk, like, okay, next one, you can move (laughs) next one, (laughs) next one move. Um, But I was so excited to figure, to, to put into practice, I should say what, I had heard about and learned about, and I feel like I didn't really get to do that with my first birth. Um, so it was a really redeeming moment for me of like, like physically getting to feel that place where you really can control the pain. Um, if you are mentally letting your body like accepting it and just also physically releasing and letting those muscles just relax. Um, and that was so cool for me. to. Oh my gosh. I wish I could have been your doula, but I feel like you have this internal doula that's part of your soul and spirit that was with you. (laughs) Thank you. I was also channeling major Heidi energy many, many times too. So (laughs) you were there. Well, we had texted a couple of times. Like, you're like, if I get stuck, is it okay if I text you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember thinking like, if I'm free, I'll even just like head over. But oh you, I, I knew you. that you had it. I was like, I'm never going to hear from her because she's got this, you know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm grateful, and I it. and I did. I I got up, you know, I got up off the bed, um, and I in my head I knew I needed to take my sports bra off, which it's so funny the things that you like care about in that moment. But I yeah, I, I had a you know a cute like labor dress on that I had ordered, so I didn't have to wear the hospital gown. Um, and I was fine with destroying that, but I had my like nice Lululemon sports bra on that I live in. And I was like, I've got to get this thing off me before they cut it no off. No blood. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that was my only motivation to get up, out of that, get up out of that comfy spot was to save the Lulu sports bra. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I got up, oh man, it was like, I mean, I feel like Oof. I transitioned right then. Like it was like so intense. And, um, I went, I felt pressure. I thought I had to pee, which no, it was just baby about to come out basically. So i like got, went to the bathroom, labored a little bit in the bathroom, basically ran back to the bed, got on all fours and just like, that's when Jake was like, get the midwife in the room, get the midwife. <laughs> like, like, cause I was saying, I'm like, I feel so much pressure. Like, like things are happening. And Um, and then I hit that moment where I know I had fully dilated at 10 centimeters because all of a sudden it was like time stood still. And I was on, I got back into that comfortable position trying to calm myself down a little bit because it was so intense. Um, and I literally, Heidi fell asleep. Like, like, like I, oh yeah, I just had that like, I, I, and you can maybe explain more to me, even like what was going on, but like some hormonal shift or like just, it was just this like calm before the pushing pressure storm of yep. just peace. And I, I like woke up and was like, Jake, I just fell asleep. He's like, what? Like, I mean, it was crazy. It's normal to fall asleep for 20 minutes to an hour. And then like, I will literally be like, whispering to the partner like when she opens her eyes she's gonna be pushing yeah you know like you can just it's just this long natural lull not everyone experiences it who's having an unmedicated birth but often especially if your body's been working really hard at 42 weeks and going fast it just takes your uterus as a muscle it just needs a rest right 
you're a dancer, all those muscles just need to rest for a minute and then they can perform. Yeah. You know, I felt so hundred percent. It was so cool. So you fall, you fall asleep and then, <laughs> and then you wake up. And then it was like, go time to the point where like, I mean, grateful for our amazing nurse because she listened to us. She, she had everything ready. Cause I told her I'm not waiting to push. So like last time I was told I had to wait to push and I did. And I, it was bad. I did not enjoy the experience. I felt yeah. like that's the reason I maybe tore more than I should have and all this stuff. And, um, and so this time I, we let her know that and she totally believed us and said, okay, I will have everything ready. We will not tell you not to push. <laughs> and, um, so as soon as I started really feeling basically the baby, like, you know, and, and, and yeah. even before that, they were trying to get the midwife back in the room. So at this point, it was just Jake and nurse. She Abby. was probably at another delivery, like next in the room was. next door. <laughs> yeah, I think she was. Um, I think she was because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know she, it wasn't, it wasn't like a normal situation. Something timing wise had to kind of go wrong, but I, I just remember feeling a ton of pressure and like vocalizing through that um, and just kind of holding on. Abby asked me if I wanted to switch positions. This was like in, on hands and knees. And I said, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm not moving because I felt like I could not move literally. Um, otherwise my body was just gonna, I don't know, just explode or something. It was so intense, yeah. super cool um, to feel again, that baby like drop into, you know, your pelvis, um, which I felt my first birth and was again, waiting for that. I felt that again, which is so crazy and cool. And, and then, um, and then my water broke. Finally. I was wondering, <laughs> I was like, okay, where's the water? Okay. So then water breaks. Were you like mid push? I were you never just pushed. You so never I pushed. Never, okay. Yeah. You breathed your baby out. I totally. Yeah. Cause I didn't have anyone there coaching me. My, I mean, Jake was just like holding on to me and just telling me you're doing great. But I, the midwife wasn't there, you know, I didn't have a doula. So no one was telling me like, okay, time to push. I just was like, I don't know what's happening really. I'm just, your body just did it for you. Yeah. I just trusting my body. And I was just literally, I felt like I was just holding on, like I was on a roller coaster literally and, um, and hands and knees position. And I, I remember hearing Abby said, Oh, okay. Your water just broke. Oh, there's her head. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we've delivered in six. <laughs> like, like, maybe that's the room I was in six. Um, oh yeah, I do remember. I remember that phrase over the her in her little walkie-talkie, and um, and baby was did here. she deliver or did you reach down and deliver? She definitely caught her because Jake didn't even know. Like he he remembers he was like at my head, and he was like, "Wait, what? There's a baby!" You know, baby gets <laughs> passed under my legs, and he was like she's here. What, what has happened? Um, wow. So she, yeah, she handed her to me under, you know, through my legs. Cause I was in hands and knees. So she needed to oh hand her gosh. to me and then she was here and then 45 people ran into the room. <laughs> oh my God. Like it was an emergency, right? You were like, no, I just had the home birth that I wanted, but at the hospital, but no, it was, yeah. so, it was crazy. It was so cool. And I do, I, the midwife came in and you could tell she was so disappointed. She had missed it. And I, 
I was like, it's okay. It's fine. There was nothing to be there. I mean, I hate to say like she missed it, but like you didn't even push. You breathed your baby out. Like your water broke. The baby came right behind, you know, there's not much to, (laughs) was it much, there wasn't, wouldn't have been much to be there for, you know? So that's the beautiful thing about, I think, empowering yourself. If you're listening to this and you're a mom to be, or, you know, wanting an unmedicated birth or trying, you know, for that, of course, everyone's story is different and unique. And, but if that's, if that's part of your heart and your desire, like just knowing that you have everything you need to be able to, to do it yourself. And this whole pregnancy, everyone kept telling me, Oh, this, your baby's going to come so fast this time. Like every midwife, every, every family member, every, you know, cause I had Leah really quickly last time. Um, they're like, your second baby is going to come so fast. So people were talking about, you know, having the baby in the car and where to stop at the fire station and what to do if this and that. And I kept telling everyone, guys, it's fine. I got this. Like, don't worry. And I really felt that, um, the, you know, I really felt it to my core. Like I do not, I don't need anyone. I don't, I don't need anyone. I'm okay. If, if that's what my story is, we're good. Like I yeah. know my body can do it. I know I can catch her. And so it was very cool to see that our story actually ended up being literally just the nurse handing her to me and, you know, being able to just trust my body like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. Had you named her in advance? We had, and we had not shared the name with everyone until she was here. So, okay. So um, tell yeah. us all, what's her name? Remy, Remy James. She's Remy James. After, oh my gosh. So cute. She's named after my husband's middle name is, um, or his first name is James. He goes by Jake, but, um, but it's a family name. So we're excited. Oh, it's so beautiful. So Jenna, just to wrap up your story. So then, I mean, you're like laying there, she's on you. I mean, was your, were your brain and your body connected at that moment? Like that just happened or did it take you a second to kind of catch up? What was that like? Um, I, I just felt so peaceful about it. I mean, we were laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just, we were just laughing about what had just happened because it was just very fast. And I just was so excited. I remember when I was holding her for the first time, I just, I was just so excited that that was, I was like, Oh my God, that's my story. You know, I just, I just couldn't believe it. And, and, um, was just very filled with gratitude. And she, to this day is such a calm baby. I mean, she cried, cried once, like when she came out just, I think to let us know she was okay. And then she just, you know, just kind of cuddled in and nursed right away. And just was like, to this, you know, to this day, we're six weeks in, um, at this point and she's been sleeping so well and just totally, different story than our first daughter, um, who was a little more <laughs> with all that. So we just know she's just such a blessing and, um, it's really been the coolest thing to become a mom of two. So I'm very grateful for that experience. And I, I would do it a thousand times over anyone listening to this. who's like, you're a crazy person. Um, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Maybe, it was so, so awesome. Maybe actually at home next time. I know I have so much confidence now in everything that I would I would do that in a heartbeat yeah and your body has already shown you too that you don't hemorrhage and that you have um relatively easy labors and and that that was the other thing we didn't really talk about um that I know we focused on a lot last podcast was um I I did refuse the IV 
um, this time. And, um, and it was, it was a, for me, it was a great choice, I think, because I, I don't, don't like needles. And, um, I was able to just be completely free without anything. And we had the backup plan of the Pitocin if we needed that, um, in a, you know, shop form, but didn't need any of that. And so I, I was grateful that I made that choice. Oh, good. I feel like I got to doula you a little bit on that. So that's yes. amazing of like that we don't, no one does anything to our bodies without our permission. And you always have the right to say no to certain things and evaluate pro con risk benefit. And so I'm so proud of you. Did you um encapsulate your placenta or do anything this time with that? No, we didn't this time. We didn't. Um, and I don't know. I'm not sure why I didn't. I, I, I feel like I there was a lot going on and um, it was one of those things that um, with Leah, I, 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 I wasn't like, it wasn't a huge part of my postpartum kind of experience. So I felt, yeah. I didn't feel super called to do that again this time, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you have your juice plus. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. They need to do a head to head trial with like juice plus capsules versus placenta capsules. I know. I know. <laughs> It'll never happen, but that'll be so good. Now, um, for all of the juice plus lovers out there, um, are you doing double or what are you doing for your postpartum um, nourishment? Yeah. So I'm, um, it's the same as pregnancy. That's what's super cool. I think, you know, if you're using juice plus as part of your prenatal nutrition routine, I just have the moms that I support with that double up on all three colors, fruit, veggie, berry blend, um, and the omega blend double up on that too. So you have that exact amount of DHA and everything you need. Um, and then the same as your nursing postpartum, super important for fighting postpartum depression and so many other things. So the, your routine doesn't change, which I think is great. It doesn't shock your body with a big switch and taking something different or stopping something. Um, so still doing that and everyone's healthy and feeling good. Yeah. Well, you look amazing. I'm so thankful to have had you come on live on Fireside and be on the Birth Story podcast today and kind of catch us up on part two. You left us in a cliffhanger on episode 94, you guys. It was such a long, amazing episode with this cliffhanger of like, when's Jenna going to go into labor and what's it going to be like? So I'm just so happy for the finale. So thank you for being on. This is live. It will publish automatically to Fireside and it will be on the podcast player in a couple of weeks, Jenna, in January. Okay. Yay. Well, thanks for having me on, Heidi. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to Birth Story. My goal is you will walk away from each episode with a clear picture of how labor and delivery might go and that you will feel empowered by the end of your pregnancy to speak up plan and prepare for the birth you want, no matter what that looks like.